Hey there, this is episode one of the Balance Fi podcast, Financial Independence versus Financial Security. Welcome to the Balance Fi podcast, where we talk about balancing intentional debt payoff, saving money, and actually living your life. I'm your host, Raylia, small business owner, wife, girl mom, nonprofit co founder, and money nerd. This is an audio version of the Balanced Five blog, because I know how hard it is to find time to sit down and read literally anything. Instead, you can get quick bits of money knowledge on the go. I want to help you learn to control your money instead of letting your money control you. Let's get started. My focus at Balanced Phi is on financial security rather than financial independence because of my daughter's disabilities. It's expensive to have a child who requires surgery 20 hours after birth over 2,000 miles from home, a child who needs multiple repeated therapies every single week to teach her activities of daily life is a constant financial concern. It's a lot of pressure to know that she may never be able to support herself financially or live independently. Now, don't get me wrong, we absolutely love her, and I wouldn't change a thing about her, but financially, it is very concerning. We are always worried about how we're going to pay for her next therapy and how we're going to ever be able to retire or support her later on. In other situations, financial security is still a good first goal, even if your child is typically developing or medically pretty cheap. The thought of having just so much money that you don't need to work can feel far-fetched or even impossible for a lot of people. So what is financial independence? Financial independence is generally considered having enough income to live off of for the rest of your life without needing to work. Many people reach this state by having no debt and saving large enough sums to generate enough interest to live off of. This can require millions in investments. Compound interest helps grow your initial investments, but you still have to find the funds to invest. That's the hard part. The Financial Independence Retire Early community, or FIRE community, tends to skew towards those with higher household incomes or uniquely advantageous situations. That's great for those people. Honestly, I admire the focus and dedication so many of them display. It's just not normal or typical. If my family were typical, if my daughter had no delays or extra medical expenses, I think we could eventually reach financial independence. It would take a long time, but we could get there and retire comfortably, probably even early. Since that's not our situation, I focus on financial security instead. What is financial security? Yahoo Finance defines financial security as having enough money to fund your lifestyle as well as work toward your financial goals. I think that's a great definition. It's pretty open, making it accessible to more people, especially those with a lower income. And by lower income, I mean less than $100,000. For the purpose of this blog, financial security means, one, having no debt other than a mortgage, two, having savings to cover six months of expenses, and three, having retirement investments sufficient to cover a typical retirement. 
we'll talk more about retirement in a different episode. If you have a child with disabilities or extra medical needs, also consider adding in having health insurance, paying off the mortgage, and saving an additional six months of expenses for a total of one year's expenses. Anyone can be secure. Anyone can achieve financial security given enough time, dedication, and disposable income. Disposable income is the amount left over after your basics are paid, like housing, transportation, utilities, and food. Increasing your disposable income can be the hard part. The easiest way to increase disposable income is to cut expenses. It's usually simple to do that, especially at the beginning of a financial journey when you have a ton of unnecessary expenses or frivolous spending. Being intentional with your spending can help you find areas where you are accidentally overspending. When you're in a state of overwhelm, it's so easy to order takeout for dinner or hit the coffee stand drive through on your way to work, rather than meal planning and preparing cheaper home-cooked meals. It's quicker to stop at Target and buy new socks when you have 15 loads of laundry to fold at home. Neither of those options are frugal or intentional or save you money. Focusing on your goals getting your life under control with routines, and being intentional with your spending will help you cut expenses. A more long-term method of increasing disposable income is to increase your income in general. This could mean getting a new, higher-paying job, working overtime, finding a second job, or picking up a side hustle. When you have children, this can be a delicate balancing act. As a parent, I know you want to spend all the time with your kids, but when you have these bigger goals, it's not always possible. For my family, we're focusing on both sides of the equation. We've reduced our restaurant spending significantly while still cutting grocery expenses just by meal planning and staying focused. Uh, from when I first started tracking our expenses to when I started meal planning, I noticed a huge decrease in our grocery budget. Meal planning has helped me save over $500 a month in grocery expenses and a couple hundred a month in restaurant expenses. And that's just meal planning. I mean, sticking to the meal plan is still difficult, especially when I'm tired or it's, you know, it's just been a long day or the kids are hungry before they're supposed to be. Uh, But if I can stick to the meal plan, and actually use up all the groceries I bought, you know, and don't waste anything, I can save a ton of money. My husband, on the other hand, has earned money working odd jobs over the summer, and I've been able to work more hours for my bookkeeping business. So I'm primarily a stay-at-home mom, so my work hours are limited to nap time and after the kids are in bed. Luckily, my husband works crazy hours too, so most nights he's not home to distract me. Instead, I am working during the evenings for three to four hours, and I, you know, I do have Netflix on in the background, but I am not really focused on it. So I've given up a lot of, you know, binge-watching TV, doing household chores at night, or just relaxing. 
I don't have a lot of downtime, but to me it's worth it. The money I've brought in through our my bookkeeping business has helped us pay down a lot of debt. Big goals require big sacrifices. So you might be wondering how this all plays into your own financial goals. The financial security steps give you beginner's guidance to help you start your own journey towards financial security. Uh, if you're interested in improving your finances and you've done any research at all, I'm sure you've heard of Dave Ramsey. He's likely the most well-known personal finance guru and his seven baby steps have helped millions of people get out of debt and eventually become financially free. I created the financial security steps as a complement to the baby steps. Dave Ramsey isn't always right though. In my experience as an adult with a rather unique financial situation. So just to make sure we're all on the same page, Dave Ramsey's baby steps are one, save $1,000 for a starter emergency fund. Two, use a debt snowball to pay off all your debt except the mortgage. And by debt snowball, I mean paying off your debts in order from the smallest balance to the largest balance, regardless of what the interest rate is. Three, save three to six months expenses to fully fund your emergency fund. Four, invest 15% of your income into retirement. Five, save for your children's college expenses. Six, pay off your mortgage. And seven, build wealth and give. Steps four, five, and six, uh, invest in retirement, save for college, and pay off your mortgage are often done at the same time. It just depends on how you prioritize things when you get to that point. So Dave Ramsey has a ton of great advice, but I do disagree with some of it. My family situation, which is raising a child with disabilities on a single full-time income, really impacts my view. One example I don't think a $1,000 starter emergency fund is enough. So last July, my family spent $1,800 on repairs for two of our vehicles. We're in debt payoff mode, so we don't have a vehicle repair sinking fund set up yet. And a sinking fund is where you basically put a little bit of money each month into a savings account so that it builds up and you have enough to cover those large expenses. But when you are in debt payoff mode, you're not focusing on that. The $1,000 starter emergency fund is supposed to cover any emergencies that spring up while you're in debt payoff mode. But debt payoff can literally take years. Uh, for my family, we're projected to take at like two and a half to three years. And $1,000 is not going to cover all of the emergencies that spring up during that time. Instead, we have a $2,000 emergency fund, and I recently bumped it up to $2,500. We use that to cover that $1,800 in vehicle repairs, and then replenished it afterwards. Secondly, the baby steps are just too broad for many people to even know where to begin. It can be overwhelming to look at that list and figure out the first tiny step to take. Just where to start. How exactly do you find the money for the starter emergency fund? Where do you find the money each month to put towards your debt snowball? 
you need to make a budget, but how do you do that? The Ramsey Network has extensive training materials on these topics, but it's a lot of information. I'm here to help break it down even more and make it more accessible. I want to give you real-world examples and steps to take so that you can make these big changes in your life too. Finally, compounding interest makes earlier retirement savings important. Dave Ramsey recommends halting all retirement investing while paying off debt, which is baby step number two, so that you have more money to throw out your debt. That's good in theory, but I think it's important to contribute something to retirement as soon as possible to take advantage of compounding interest. I, I want you to invest at least 3% into retirement or whatever it takes to get your employer match if your employer offers that benefit. That way your retirement fund is still growing and still earning interest because time is really your friend when it comes to compounding interest. Honestly, I don't think you're going to notice the difference in your take-home pay if you're only investing, you know, like 3 to 6% into retirement, but it's going to make a huge difference in 30 years when you go to retire. The financial security steps are really a beginner's guide to money. Let me help you get started with a simplified plan for your path to financial security, and you can join my family as we follow the steps too. I am sharing openly and honestly our journey through debt payoff to financial security using the financial security steps. This process complements Dave Ramsey's baby steps with added security for families who make less or have crazy, you know, medical expenses, you know, families like mine. The final step of the financial security steps will put you at roughly baby step five or six. The goal of the financial security steps is not financial independence, but rather financial security. You could very well become financially independent later, and that's great. You'd never have to work again, but financial security is a more attainable stepping stone for a lot of people. How do you begin your journey? Just follow the steps. Step one of the financial security steps is to track your expenses. Two, save a mini emergency fund and begin retirement savings. Three, save for recurring expenses. Four, calculate your net worth. Five, create a debt payoff plan. Six, create a budget. Seven, pay off debt. Eight, save an emergency fund of six months expenses. Nine, increase your retirement contributions. And 10, choose your next financial goal. So I'm going to have podcast episodes for each of these steps, one through 10, and we'll go into more detail about how to do these things. What steps do you actually need to take to achieve financial security? If you go to Balanced Fi, that's balanced with a D, fi.com, and click on Start Here, you will see the Financial Security Steps Welcome blog post. And on there, there is a printout of the financial security steps. So I like to have that roadmap so you know where you're going and what you've accomplished. The nice thing about the financial security steps is they are pretty small steps. They're not huge 
broad categories of things to do. For example, track your expenses is going to walk you through how to track the last three months of expenses and then continue tracking those expenses going forward each month. Tracking the last three months of your expenses to set up your first budget is probably going to take you a couple of hours. It's not months and months of work. So you can check off the first step pretty quickly. A lot of these steps are not going to take a ton of work, but they do require focus and a little effort. So brush up on the financial security steps and get ready to change your financial future. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoy the Balance 5 podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left us a review on iTunes or told a friend. As always, you can head to balancedfi.com to connect with me and stay in touch. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter at balancedfi. Until next time, stay intentional and look for balance.